With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome. We are live. It is the Daily Extra live. Um, it's a day when there may be an announcement. Apparently, there is going to be an announcement today. Um, that whether that's about Bill Kenwright, because obviously the statement was released the other day that said 48 hours there'll be a decision with Bill Kenwright. And also, apparently, if you read, if you believe the report, there was going to be news about the interim board that'll be in place. Um, well, that was in the state from now. Yeah, so that's what we're expecting, said, aren't we? We've got no time yet, have we, of, of when it might interim happen. Interim board and um, the position of the chairman <clears throat> uh, within 24 hours. Will be clarified, yeah. Yeah, so 24 hours is 5 o'clock this afternoon. Okay, so uh, we may hear before, we may not, we'll that, see. Well, absolutely, um, and mainstream media are getting ready for it, aren't they? Because mm. we know we're being asked to comment on exactly so. station, radio stations and the like. So um, I don't know whether they've had a embargo press release we don't know do mm-hmm. we? we haven't so. nope. but yeah it just seems that there's a significant expectation we're going to hear something uh, let's call it imminently yeah absolutely um, today. in practical terms one expects it'll be somewhere in between our two live shows <laughs> yeah yeah well we're live we're live at five on the club call so people will be able to react instant reaction instantly won't they when yeah, if it absolutely. is if it is five o'clock again if it's the end of you know if they're saying it's the end of business and all that stuff like they do the end of the business day when the announcement is that's what it was the other day not it saying was that five o'clock be, the yeah. other day wasn't it yeah. that's what i mean so, so it wouldn't be a surprise would it if it's mm, at five o'clock mm, so. yeah so it could be breaking news while we're live i, suppose. I think i think like you say the for me, I don't see any anything other than Bill Kenwright moving on. Mm. Whether that is now or whether it is a a managed exit, because mm. they're, they're trying to do it for the for the purpose of uh, for having the right people on the board and and a hand over me. I don't know. I I'm, I am just guessing as I'm talking here. But that to me, I think the the end result will be we're going to have a new chairman, and whether that's what I see. Person. Or new chairperson, exactly, yet. So whether that is we're having a new chairperson now, because we haven't got mm-hmm. one, or whether that is we've got a new chairperson by the time the season starts, say, or, or September the 1st when the transfer window shuts, I think that's the kind of news I'm expecting to come out. Um, are well, you expecting any different well, than that? Th- th- no, not really, because yeah. the statement said interim. Mm. Now, unless that changes with a subsequent statement... We can expect whatever happens to Bill Kenwright, at least two directors are needed yeah. to bring it up to three. So mm. we need but minimum between two and three directors yeah. to, you know, to comply with the Articles of Association and sort of show the sign of mm. we're carrying on business as usual. Then you're into subtleties around, well, how long does interim mean, you know, yeah, and those yeah. sorts of things. But, but if, if it's some of the public figures who've been mentioned whether it's George or Andy or mm. somebody else, again, if they're interim, you still leave yourself open to, well, who, who's, who's the permanent who's people? next, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any world in which Farad Mashiri takes a place on the board for now, given he's the owner, or, or is, uh, that, is that just unlikely Well, well, well he could, of mm. course. I just mean for the interim period. Yeah, yeah, he could, of course. Mm. But he, other than what he did with USM Holdings... Briefly, I suppose, well, however long he was on that, but he, he dropped off that as yeah, well. He come off but that. generally, you know, a bit, he, he didn't just, well, he hasn't had any appetite for many a long year of being joining this board. Mm. Yeah. Um, you, you might suggest that gives the impression that you're leaving the experts to get on with it. Um, but of course, there may be some issues and challenges around that with other relationships he has when it's perhaps more sensible that, yeah, being a shareholder and being a guy on the board and not necessarily. And, and driving the thing, and mm. you know, bring different attentions, don't they? 
So I can't imagine he feels the need to come onto the board. I was just thinking with the interim period. Um, There's plenty uh, of people in the football club that mm. you could plonk on a board just to satisfy the articles, yeah. but they're all people who would have in the past reported through Denise probably, mm. and therefore are quite used to doing as they're told because that was the management style, you know? Mm. So um, it would just be a technical thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think. Are you are you thinking it's, it might, it'll be a technical fulfilment today? Or are you thinking interim means interim as in, as in, as in three new, well, potentially three new people? So people who aren't in the football club, and they're not necessarily going to be the ones who, like you said, the permanent going forward. All things are possible, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I just mean like, what you got? Have you got a good feeling on it, or not really? Not really, only okay. because of the haphazard way some of these things are happening. Yeah, true. You know? True. Um, because interim, clearly, if you were writing a statement, you would mm. say, say, let's pretend this is what happens today, right? A, yeah. B, and C are your interim board, and this is what they're going to do. Just, just put. Ned, could we just turn John's microphone yeah, up a little bit? Yeah, Thank yeah. you. In, yeah. in lay terms, yeah. these guys are going to mind the shot while we recruit these other people. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, now, clearly, as soon as this statement comes out today, like, because one assumes it is going to come out, at least it's going to say, well, we told you 48 hours ago we're going to do something in 48 hours, and now we're telling you this is it, yeah. or it's going to be another period of time or whatever. But inevitably, um, answers to questions bring further questions, don't they? Mm. So mm. A, B, and C are your interim board. Okay, what's happened with MSP then? How long are they going to be interim for? Yeah. When do you expect to appoint permanent chairs, chief execs, financial officers, commercial officers, non-executives, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and and is it a real board in the in the context of they are held account because legally they are held accountable for the day to day running of the business and they have to act in the best interest of all shareholders blah 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 mm. and if they are three people who have currently been in the ranks at Everton Football Club then how credible are they? Yeah, you're not convincing anyone. Are you? How credible are they? Mm. Um, I am curious, and I think I tweeted it yesterday as who went to the Premier League meeting yesterday to represent yeah. Everton. Mm. Um, and, and I don't know whether anyone would, would tell us whether Everton sent anyone at all. Um, They'd have to, though, wouldn't but, they? But, but as a representative mm. of a Premier League shareholder, I'm assuming, and I don't know, someone will know, but I'm assuming you would have to be a director of the company mm. um, if you're going to represent it yeah. to go to the Premier League meeting as a shareholder in the Premier League. Now, on the basis someone would have to be a director and as of yesterday there's only one and i can't imagine bill went i mm. guess we didn't show so so they're talking about salary caps and so on uh, and everton are not sat around the table having been front and center for the tracy crouch report mm. so it, it just shows you where, where we are really uh, and, and why as we discussed yesterday decisive leadership and effective communication are so critical. So we can't really think too much of a, well, if it does turn out to be this, we can't think too much of a holding statement today. It needs to be something quite decisive. And yeah. of course, the wider fan base, to them, decisive is a firm understanding on what Bill Kenwright's position is or is not going forward. Yeah. It can't be wishy-washy. No, and I think the, I think the thing about it as well is... Um... I mean, FPL Prem Tipster says, do we trust Machiri to appoint reliable replacements? Well, we're going to have to, because he seems to be the one that's going to do it, and he owns the football club, so... It's his football club. Exactly. We can't, we can't say this board has to go, and we don't trust you to put new ones in, because then how do we get new people in? I, I, listen, I, I, of course, listen, mate, we, I we, get your question, but... Yeah, but you and I... You have to just let the, the business with Blaine stuff... I'm sure we, we've talked months upon months ago. Mm. You know, the ball go tomorrow. Yeah. Well, most of them went yesterday type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But two days ago. Two days ago, but yeah. the ball goes tomorrow. What yeah. happens then? Mm. We're now living that in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? Not then, mm. now. Do you think it Do you think it needs to be? They've said it's today, so I imagine it'll be today anyway. Within, within 48 hours? They've said within 48 hours. Well, we've got, what have we got? Three hours, less than three hours left of that. Two hours, 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, of that 48-hour deadline. 
So for me, a self-imposed deadline. Exactly, so they that must, they put on. They, you'd like to think they do know what they're going to say. Exactly, and it has to come out. And crossing the T's, and and it needs it to come out anyway because there's other stuff that needs doing at this football club as well. And, and listen, I'm, I'm assuming that everybody soon. tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, the same. The fixes tomorrow. tomorrow. Big days tomorrow. Big days tomorrow. So, um, John Jones says, uh, "How is the director of football not a director?" And um, and I think sorry, his other part of it um, says, "How's he not on the board as well?" Um, there, there's a, a good questions, my friend. Good questions. Um, the way I would answer it is um, a little D director. It's just someone with director in the job title. Mm. There's lots of directors around who are not. Do you believe he should be on the board? Well, we'll come to that in a okay. second, right? Okay. Uh, so, so he's not a company director, so he's not a director mm. of the business. Okay. He's just a yeah. guy with director in his job title, right? Um, should the director of football be um, on the board? Now, when we started doing Everton Business Masters all those years ago, which yeah. is probably not long after Far had turned up, so we're talking six or seven years ago, um, one of the very first things I said on that was when we talked about what would a functional board look like structurally, yeah, yeah. and we said absolutely, yes, the director of football should be on the board. We also said there should be a chief engagement officer, and you know, briefly, we brands in the grand scheme of things was briefly, even though it was a number of years, um, he was on the board, and I think that is important. Mm. And I don't quite understand personally mm. why. When Kevin Thelwell replaced Marcel Brands, mm. the board position just fell away. Yeah. And in and around that time, I guess, maybe a bit ahead, maybe a bit behind, I can't remember the chronology, mm. we got Graham Sharp instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Graham Sharp... around the time, I think. But... Yeah, I could check, but yeah. it's, it's all history now. Mm. But but Graham was there to advise the, ball, the board on sporting matters. Mm-hmm. Which was curious because that was what his ambassadorial role was. You know, when he became yeah, players like yeah, yeah, president yeah. and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, so it just to me read like a chief exec who wanted a yes man, yeah, mm. rather than a real football representative well, on board I mean, level, people, which would be the director of football. Yeah, because people are asking. I mean, John John Jones is saying if football club doesn't have a football director on the board, then what the f are we doing? And and I know that this was a case of. People have, will have said, um, why does he need to be on the board? We were at the AGM when uh, Tom, Tom Cannon. Cannon, Professor Tom Cannon, stood up and he, he was totally against the director of football mm. being on the board. I disagree with it. Or maybe yeah. he was, maybe he was just against Marcel Brands because there was no... No, I think he was against uh, but it was the, the, principle. the principle of it, wasn't yeah. it? And you... Would there be any point in him being a non-executive director of football on the board? No. No. Okay, I'm just asking that. I'm Apart just throwing the it fact out of, The mechanicals of a non-exec is supposed yeah. to be an impartial advisor, and if he's an employee, he can't be impartial, can he? Yeah, true, uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And we never ever found out who Thelwell reported to. Never. Let, let's not forget, I mean, we can no all brands. be... Uh, yeah, indeed. That's right? the interview. I mean, we can be awfully... Chris well, no brands was clearly reported to the chair of the board because he was a board member. Of course, yeah. So right. it wasn't in the yeah. So we don't know who Thelwell. So, so we don't know who Thelwell yeah. reported to. It'll be the CEO, won't it? Well, um, it would be someone well, on board level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and but we don't know. Mm. You could have a judgment. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. And and we had the perversity of a board member, i.e., the finance guy, reporting to the chief exec. True. So straight away, you've got a block vote there, haven't you? Mm. Because Grant was never going to do something Denise didn't agree with. Yeah, because he reported to her. Should all then just report Crazy. to the chairman then? Yeah. Okay. In my so, view, nice, uh... the board are peers mm. reporting to the chair, and the chair acts fundamentally uh, clearly a facilitator and stuff like that. But uh, you know, the casting vote if you if you don't really know what you're going to do, you can't have a casting vote, can you? And there's only three of you because it's got to be two one. Mm. And if one of the other two, if you're the chair and one mm. of the other two reports to one of the other two, then that They're might be really a block gonna vote. Go against that might them, be a block vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's why for me, I've all, and again, this is with no with no um, business acumen, as in like, the, you know, running businesses and stuff um, at a high level. I I just always looked at Everton's board and thought, that's too small. It's way too small. Just for a simple challenge, yeah. Um, from a challenging point of view, from sitting round when you 
you know, we can't say, but, you know, it's thought showering now, isn't it? So when you're putting stuff out and people are going, no, well, you shouldn't really be doing that because of A, B. But if there's, if there's one, two, three of us, it becomes a closed discussion. But if there's eight of us, say, I'm likely to find people who are going to ask me why or challenge me, and then we might come to a better position. That is something I've always believed. And you're right. You're right, because, we, you know, I've just personalised a situation where, and I've said it before, so I can say it again, mm. particularly as two-thirds have definitely already gone. Exactly. Right? But Grant reported to Denise, who reported mm. to Bill. That's mm. not a board. No. Right? Where's the impartiality where's the challenge going to come from in a hierarchy that's stacked on top of each other well it isn't mm. so generally and three i think is too too few anyway yeah, yeah right but generally you would say well that's what non-execs are for they bring external experience mm. they're not involved in the day-to-day -day running of the business so when you make a management decision that says i'm making it up um let's build a stadium with a capacity that the fan base think is too small mm. and it is right and the people making that decision, maybe just maybe go back to the Elston days. Yeah, yeah. Maybe bonused on how full, how many bums are on seats. So, you know, mm. might not actually be an impartial view. It might be self interest. It might be my bonus is more likely if the stadium's fifty two rather than sixty two, and mm. all sorts well, of stupid. Uh, yeah, things. yeah. It's yeah. just really crazy example. But if you've got a non executive director sat across the table from you who, I don't know, was involved in the building of Wembley or involved in the building of whatever the Emirates is, yeah. or the Etihad or whatever, yeah. and says, in my experience, mm. I think this, yeah. right? Then maybe the chair would get some support from his peers or the non-execs, sorry, subordinates or the mm. non-execs that his view, that 52 is too, too small, mm. is right. Mm. But if you just go around the table and say, hands up for 52, you know, yeah. and you get... Three one votes, you know, mm. done. Because without um, this isn't Dick Graham Sharp. I just mean the position. Graham Sharp was employed by the football club day to day, so he's there as a non-exec. There was a, an odd conundrum there about yeah. whether he was a non-exec or not, whilst being an employee, because yeah. they are mutually exclusive. Yeah, because because no, just I'm just thinking out loud. Because as you're saying that, we're bringing someone in. I always mention Sir Terry Leakey because he was always well, linked with people, everything, whatever, being yeah, at yeah. the top yeah, yeah, with yeah. Tesco and all that. Yeah, yeah. If he'd have just come into board meetings and wasn't employed by Everton Football Club, Evertonian, so it's a bonus, mm -hmm. of course, comes in and sits there and says, well, in my business experience of building Tesco from them getting shot and everywhere now, aren't they? Um, this is what we did and this is how we did it and this is how we worked and, and big, good business is this and that's different to what others are saying. You might get that chat. That surely helps you come to a better conclusion. And if you all still come to the conclusion that you thought you were getting to, great. You all agree, but let's at least have the argument over it or the well, discussion. Well, that's over right. It. And the chair's, yeah, the chair's job in that would be to determine what sort of experience do I want a non-executive to bring? Mm -hmm. So so we would want someone, in, in the recent past, we mm -hmm. might have said, we're not going to do it now, are we? But we'll we do a bit of it. Mm -hmm. We might have said, well, we've got these three operational people. Mm -hmm just simplistically, yeah. or maybe four, whatever it is, let's have three or four outsiders yeah. who are not involved day-to-day. Which you see it like Dortmund and in Germany, yeah. places like they're that. Not, they're Bayern. not involved at all day-to-day. -day. Mm. They bring experience, and, yeah. and, and the chair and, the, and maybe the owner think, what kind of experience do we want them to bring? Mm. Well, in the last five years, we might have said, well, let's have someone with a strong financial background. Yeah. An ex-banker or a current banker or whatever. Let's have someone with consumer engagement for example mm. or whatever yeah let's have someone who understands about running large-scale entertainment complexes or whatever you know what i mean and i'm sure if everyone watching this went down the pub with their mates and did their own let's play put a board together mm. you just look at the failings of the last five to ten years and say where have we lacked experience at board level mm. you know a strong commercial person yeah who can go and drive commercial revenues yeah perhaps a a sporting understanding, mm. right, that was listened to because then we've had a revolving door of managers and yeah. so on, right? Um, and none of that ever happened. No. And yet when we did increase the numbers at board level, you got the chief exec, apparently, I would observe, right, mm. making a personal pick on someone who wasn't going to rock the boat. Mm. You know, a brave, a brave person... Mm. And this, you've just done it about Graham. It's not maligning the individuals, but if you're playing to an audience that's further away than the people who work for you, 
and you think to yourself, we want an ex-player on the board. Mm. Who should we have? Graeme Sharp or Neville Southall? Mm. If you ask the fan base that question, and that hindsight unfortunately means, you know, could be jaundice right mm. now, but go back three years and said, which one of these two would you like? I suspect you might get a bigger vote for Nev than you would for Graham. Neville's being outspoken all the way, and that's the point. Just because he would be not not be seen, and doesn't mean Graham was, mm. but he would not be seen as a yes man. But everyone goes native when money gets involved. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah. oh, sorry, has the potential to yeah, go yeah, native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point being mm. that the, the the board we had and have had for a long time, we know how it's engaged or not with shareholders associations, fans forums, fan advisory boards, whatever. And challenge is something it doesn't like. Mm. Even teeny weeny little challenge. Absolutely. You know? Well, you, you, uh, and, and you so, see it on a media. So level. the new board needs to embrace opinions that are not necessarily their own mm. and, and, and roll the, with it. And roll with it. And the best way to achieve that is to have non executive directors who are robust, confident individuals mm. who will tell you as they see it. Mm. And don't forget, non execs on one level are simply advisors. Yeah, of course, yeah. But if you lose your non execs, you're basically giving the game away that you're being parochial, mm. right? Yeah. Because why do you have them, you know, if, if you're not going to listen to them? Yeah, a bit yeah, like yeah. having a director of football and not listening to him, you know? So it's um, there's lots to be done. There is. Lots to be done. There is. Uh, Gary Ball says, hello. Uh, Gareth Hughes says, interesting fact, if a meteorite hits Earth, only cockroaches, plankton and Bill can't be able to survive. David Green says, a new beginning, we hope. Uh, side jukebox says fingers crossed he goes today and the rebuild starts we need players in and the original other players gone uh, Mark wants to hear something today um, see there's a, an interesting there's a, observation the, there while you're reading through stuff that someone mm. joins up the business side of running a football club mm. right with we need players in mm. and we need old, other ones gone because in theory the guy who should be accountable for that hasn't gone anywhere. Mm. He's been here for nearer to 18 months than 12, mm. right? And business as usual has to carry on. I think people just want, but the my reading of it, people just want, and me as well, a little bit of stability. You know that things have moved on. This is the next phase because we, we know that because three of them have gone the other day, so therefore there's a hole. If you just look at it... They need to be replaced. just general, you go, well, there's a hole in the business because they're not there. We have the CEO isn't there. So what is going on right now? So that needs addressing because we all ultimately forget about everything else of, of who's the chairman and who's the on the on, on the board and all. The, the biggest thing that matters is the playing. That's, that's oh, what we're, we're, we're interested in. We're all interested in our football what team. Happens on a, uh, make a joke, yeah. three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That's the only yeah. thing that matters. So we're all looking now going, well, hang on, this side has circled the drain for the last two seasons. Mm. We were blatantly short in the final third this season proven mm -hmm. by the goal return we know we've got we an knew issue. that this time last year we've just we have just been doing something creating something um new for the end of the season just a part of what we're doing and there's a, a clip from me and ped sat in minnesota united stadium after they just beat us 4-0 and me saying well, quite clearly we need attackers because you can see we don't there's no goals in this team and i'm fast forward we were proven right, wasn't the only one saying it, wasn't Cleder saying it, everybody could see it, everybody was saying it. That was the that was what it is, and that ain't gone away. And therefore we wanna all believe as fans that we're eight we're ready to do things. We're seeing players joining other clubs. We've just seen Tielemans joining Aston Villa. Announcements going left, right and centre. Liverpool have already signed McAllister and, and, and it goes on and on and on. Mm. Players moving clubs. Roma seem to be signing everyone on a free. That was the 20th of July last year. Okay. So and, I've said we're, that. We're, we're, we're still... well into June and you could say it again. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why fans will be, as yes. You, as you and Inchi. There you go. So it was after that. So we're all sat, we're sat here now, Roasting. We're sat here now. Evertonians have known this need and, and the everybody fear is everybody known. knows the fear is there that are we going to address it and we've got this big noise still going on and yet we're seeing nothing on the other side so people even if Kevin Felwell has got you know plans every, the things are, the steam coming because they're working so hard and they, they're talking to people and they've got deals lined up perception wise there's an issue because there is and we need to see some evidence that 
we're going to start doing things better. People will probably tell me I'm in cloud cuckoo land if I think we're going to move forward as a football club. But you'd have to have that hope. I've always got that hope. I've always, because I think you can always be better and you can always get better. That's how I look at it anyway. If it, you've underperformed, you get better players in. People might say we haven't got a big budget. Well, there's a lot of players in the world with varying ways to pay, varying budgets, lots of frees. Start addressing some of these things. Do you know, um, and, and Ned will be doing some of that thing we put together, which you just talked mm. about, and he was yeah. showing you some rushes, I suppose they're mm. called, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Um, First draft. Yeah. If you can find it, Ned, there's a moment in one of the uh, sofa things we did, and I think Steve Kelly might have been on it, nice. where we were talking about stuff and all getting reasonably morose about it mm. some, sometime during the, through the season. Mm. And I remember seeing your face and it because it became like a, a bomb I'd just dropped, which was some I said something like, Ned, I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. Yeah, yeah. And the look on your face, and I think it was Steve Kelly's, was like, Oh my god. Mm. Right. We know where we're at and we may not have hit bottom yet. It's terrifying. Which which in that moment was terrifying, right? Have we hit bottom yet? I want to say yeah. The optimist in me will say yeah, but the re- the realist in me will say don't know. Probably not. Don't know. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go even with probably. I say don't know, mm. and that's equally scary. Yeah. Because that you can't get better until you hit the bottom. Mm. But actually, just like a bungee, you could make the bottom come closer to you. Yeah. So actions today may mean that a future bottom we never go there. Right, yeah, but but you're quite right about. Well, I just don't pick the date out. Twentieth mm. of July, twenty twenty-two, after we got battered by an MLS team who made us look like amateurs and could have won by more, and an ex-Everton player managed them. You said, crystal clear. Basically, it's obvious what we need, mm. and it's still obvious. Yeah, and that's terrifying. Isn't it's it? still obvious. It's terrifying if there's a you know your house is on fire, you don't want to put it out. I, yeah. I think it's it's. See, the, the the situation last season was we were sat here on July the 1st and we knew straight what we, what we needed straight away and we still do. But I think we're everyone's at a situation now. We've not got a clue what we can and can't do. We've been under more scrutiny this season, certainly in the media, whether it's real or it's or it's it's fluff. Mm. But we're at a situation now where we've already had a season where we know exactly what we wanted, but we didn't get anything. We had a January where we didn't know exactly what we wanted. The Mishiri said we'd get a striker. And we didn't, and now we're in the same situation in the summer transfer window again. But we've not got a clue what we've... And it's a thing, it's a thing with the Conor Cody move. Can we even afford this move? Is it a fact that they don't want him? Um, do the club know what they can and can't spend? Is it a situation where we have to sell players? We haven't got a Charleston we can sell this year. We're never... You look at assets and you think, maybe Pickford, but there's talk that he probably doesn't even want to leave. There's an old Nana, but where do you find a buyer for, for players like him? Do we even have to sell, or even if we sell, is that going to be enough? And... That's the thing. I think that's the thing that worries us. We need, we know we need players, and goals don't come cheap. You know, we spent money on players like Mope, who scored one goal this season, and mm. you could probably spend less and get more goals out of a player anyway. That could be just a bad buy. But I think the problem now is we're getting, you know, the times. You know, you said the transfer window opens tomorrow, and it's actually today. After well, yeah, well, well, today, the club might not even have a clue what they can and can't do. Maybe it's a thing where they need to discuss with the Premier League. Ned. They're they, negligent if they don't know. Yeah, they must know, mate. They, they must, must know what they know. can do. They're and a lot of it, a lot of it know. might be that they do wait until this financial year ends. Don't forget, in this financial year, we've got Anthony Gordon's money. Keen. Moise Keane money will drop in. Some of those will have been accounted for. Yeah, of course they will. But if it's on books, yeah, yeah, absolutely. then it looks... It's all about... You've said lots of times, it's all about what shows up. It's, listen, it might be real cash, listen, but it's what shows up. Let's not be shy, right? Hmm? If the football club does not know, going back to what Ned said, mm. what they can and can't do, yeah. there's been bona fide negligence mm. in and around the areas that you need to execute to know. Mm. It's bog standard stuff. It's 101 mm. to be able to know what you've spent, I mean, right across the business, and know what you expect to spend between now and the end of the financial year mm. and what that means based on the income you'd expect to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, of course, the people you may have held accountable for that 
most specifically the chief exec and the finance director, mm. they've gone. Yeah. And unless we forget this, they weren't pushed. Mm. They resigned. So the people who are accountable for what our snapshot is right now are no longer accountable. Mm. And in my experience, go back to that non-exec phraseology, yeah, the incoming people, and we see this with managers all the time, mm. will say, I didn't cause this problem. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and that alone is, a, is an issue because you need a certain character to, and, and there's plenty of them about, by the way, right, to embrace fixing somebody else's problem. Yeah. But yeah. they need to be truly pragmatic. And truly pragmatic means only operating to truth, only operate to realistic objectives. And as we've said, or I've said, we've said, that means telling your key stakeholders the truth. Mm. Hence, whenever these announcements come and whether they're followed on in coming days with more announcements as roles get filled, yeah. you need to have someone in post ASAP who can be decisive and is empowered to make decisions yeah. and then someone who can communicate that to the fan base. Yeah, true. Both of them, I keep coming back to the same two things. No, no, There's no, lots no, of no. other stuff that yeah. they come up down to making informed decisions, mm. actually making them and then communicating them to key stakeholders. Yeah. yeah. Both of those you can fix by just recruiting or appointing the right people. Yeah, absolutely. And they will be, for a while, those people will be managing perception. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, Gavin Johnson says Red O'Nana will be sold before July the 1st for the accounts. Not necessary. No. Doesn't mean he won't be, but it's not necessary no. for the We've accounts. already got 60 odd. Nearly because 70 million in the accounts and a big and year got, dropping off. Uh, so, loads of players. But players they'll all show in next, yeah, next year. No. Um, yeah, and if Everton had any sense, they want to sell them. <clears throat> Excuse me. They want to sell them on July. It'd be June the 30th. That's when the finance year Is it year beneficial finishes. to hold off till next year's Absolutely. Books? Absolutely it is. Mm. Because then that money will be so in next year. So you're giving next yourself next 12 year. months. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. If you sold, uh, John, tell me if I'm wrong, but... It, if you sold Amadou Onana on July the 1st, so it's in next year's financial yeah. year, you have got till June the 30th. If you then spent the money, say I haven't sold them for 60 million, they could spend that money, but they've got a year, haven't they, to correct that? They've got till June the 30th to get more money, and if they, yeah. they'd obviously still have to, the old real money and stuff like that, but you've got that year to, to correct it, so to speak. And if you do it correctly and, and you have another Amadou Onana who does really well and then you go, and they'll be bought this fella for 10 and people are offering for, like Brighton have done. That's the circle you go round. I, I would um, be really and seriously disappointed. And only people in the club know the, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm about to oh, say, right? On, what the answer is, mm. right? Um, that if you, because I talk about um, what you've spent and mm. what your income is from the past yeah. is easy because it's fact. It's yeah, happened, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. What you expect to happen, both on income and costs, is a forecast. Mm. You should have, the board should have discussed 10, 10 maybe 11 forecasts in mm. the last year because you set your budget and after that, everything's a forecast. Yeah. And course, actuals yeah. catch up with the forecast. So what was a for if we had a forecast about what was going to be spent in June on the July the first, it's now an actual, and we know whether we were right or wrong. Yeah. And so forecast accuracy becomes a key metric for whether you're running the show properly. Mm. You could still lose loads of money, yeah. But your forecast accuracy is spot on. Yeah. You knew you were going to lose it, and you're trying to deal with it, mm. right? One of the scenarios you would ask your, or I would have, I was the chief exec, asked my finance director to do if we have to have a sale of a player to hold the numbers up, mm. which is the Richarlison yeah. example. Of course, yeah. When do I need to sell them? Mm. Do I need to sell them on June the 30th or July the 1st? Mm. Because one's in one financial year, one's in the other. Yeah. And I have different scenarios about if I sell him then, it's then. If I sell him then, it's yeah. then. Yeah. It's different if you've had somebody go off and deal with the Premier League and you promise that certain numbers will look at like a certain thing mm. and you therefore have to do it before... In other words, in the current financial year mm. rather than a future financial year. And unless something's going on we don't know about, yeah, it would appear to me that the finance director and the chief exec would have, in quotes, the luxury 
if we're selling a player to determine which would be best what year from be a from, yeah from a financial point of view and ffp and all those sorts of things where would it be better for us would it be in this year or that year and maybe just maybe part of that might even have consideration for things you hope to happen in the future mm. because if you've got profitability and sustainability and you've got you know the new financial fair play and all that sort of stuff mm. then you may want to choose when things when events it, when happen it lands, yeah. and uh, but of course you would hope that all those things were happening and the fact they've gone doesn't matter mm. because oh. you already have had the discussions fingers crossed. and you have temporarily got some continuity because right now this second bill's still here so yeah, hopefully the figure carlo soon as far as like there is that big like carlo can you not put this on next year <laughs> don't assume right two things mate don't assume that just because he's allegedly soon as in the high court that he's got a case right because he might not have yeah that's what lawyers, yeah. lawyers do yeah, yeah. and any settlement will be interesting to determine depending on what the cases are really about and which financial year that it mm. landed it may actually land in a year that's already happened right because it depends yeah. right but you would also expect if there was some um concern because mm. you've got to imagine he hasn't just dumped on us no. i'm suing your ass yeah yeah he presumably as he was leaving the door said by the way you owe me x mm. Um, then you make provisions for those. So we may have mm. numbers in our books yeah. which are rolling forward in anticipation of a result. Anyway, and yeah. then if we lose the case, if there is a case, right, then we provision for it because mm. it was in the forecast. Yeah. If we don't lose it, we get a release and it ends up in a place called profit. Mm. We've just got two and a half million from mm. City, so let's hope it isn't above that. Uh, Alex... Well, that might have been in the forecast. Well, you never know. Alex says, afternoon, lads, is there still a possibility of us ending the 23-24 season at Goodison and the first home game being 24-25 at Promnymore? Well, we're definitely going to finish the 23-24 we'll season. 23-24 at Goodison, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know bits, a couple of bits of news have come out the last few days, so apologies if I've misunderstood any of it. But with Luton and Liverpool requesting different things regarding being away at the start of 23-24, if it was... A, a case of only a few weeks extra needed. I suppose we could do the same. So oh, I see. Yeah, you're trying to say, you, game yeah. Can we minutes. play a few away games to start yeah. the new season in yeah. at Bramley Moor if it's not ready for the first actual game? Yeah, I think. Listen, I, I don't know. Everton have or it came from the fans. That's forum. what Spurs did. I mean, yeah, they asked for that, and then mm. when it turned out, they weren't ready. They weren't ready anyway. February, yeah, whenever it was anyway. So, I, I honestly don't know, Alex. But he also says, what's a realistic season and reasonable season for you? For me, it's no drama within the club. Tick. Signings in the door before we head to Switzerland so they can bed in properly. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, so we agree with that one. Yeah. It's easy to forget Cody O'Nana, Maupai Garner and Guy all signed last summer after the Premier League had started. Yeah, excellent point. Being nowhere near relegation, like being safe with at least five or six games to spare, please. Be safe God. during April. Yeah, just be safe anyway and, and not in be in that position where you're worried. That would be a lovely thing. I'm not saying it means we'll be fourth. I just mean you know that you're not really in any danger. You know what I mean? It, it, that would be lovely. Let's have that, you know, that last game, that that last, that home game where we secure our safety. Mm. Let's have that in early April. February. Let's have it. Well, yeah. No later than early <laughs> April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, winning a minimum of nine or ten games at home. Yeah, because we only won six this season, yeah. which is outrageous. And winning a minimum of four away, which is still pathetic. We had two this season. 13 or 14 wins. That's 42 get, points just from us wins. safe. Well, that's exactly... I'm not being funny, Alex. That, that's very sensible. That isn't, like, massively, like, outrageous to expect that kind of thing. Is it 42 points? It's terrible, really. Four a few draws. I tell you what, we'd bite your hand off for it if you offered us now, wouldn't we? So, You're really talking about 15 four. points more than we've got this season. That's what we should be looking yeah. for, yeah. 51 points would be it. Yeah. You'd go, you know what, we've made pro... High 40s. What would 51 add us in the league this year? Do you know? Top 10, probably. And I know that. So. It's never the same, though. Spurs were 58, and Bright Villa were 59, I think. 51 would have added us 11th. 11th, yeah. What what did we finish 10th with, with Carlo? 59. 
Mm. And a couple of years prior, and that would one have been win fifth. would have one win polishing Europe. That would have mm. polishing Europe. But you also in those days might have needed forty odd points to stay up. And, and yeah, we stayed the up highest. No, we were fifty nine. Would have got you into Europe. The highest points like gone eight, down. No, well, this year did. I think he got fifty nine Villa and got into Europe. The highest oh. points tally. What did he gone down with? Oh no, sorry, Villa beat Brighton, didn't he last yeah, day? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. he got sixty one. When Carlo got fifty nine. It was one. It was an anomaly. We didn't get European football. Yeah, well, that's one of the years. Al Brentford probably. But then this the year, Spurs. What did Spurs? Sixty. Exactly. And didn't get Europe. That's right. So this year it was up a little bit. Mm. That's because lower end. There was a top and a bottom mm. in the Premier League, which there hasn't been. There's always been three leagues, hasn't there? Sometimes four in yeah. the Premier League. I think this year always... there was very much a top and a bottom. Yes. I think this season was quite not an anomaly, but you look at the teams and there's no, there's a Norwich where you go. They're down really early. Sheffield United, you know, the season they went down, it was like no wins at Christmas. Um, and you can probably blame the break for this, but this season it was like you're looking, there's not only so many teams in the relegation battle, you're looking at teams like Southampton, who's been a decent team across the past few years. Everson, decent team, big club. Decent. Leicester, on paper, decent I think he means team. over the last few years. No. Oh, okay. Teams that this over the past year. few years you'd never look at and go in. You never say like, so look at next season, you go, I reckon Luton are nailed on. Yeah, I reckon... Yeah. Um, the anomaly Sheffield this United season was all the promoted on. teams yeah. stayed up. And I look at this, I look at last season and I looked at Forest and thought, I don't know about Forest. I don't know about Fulham. I looked at Bournemouth and think, I think Bournemouth will go down mm. and they didn't. Um, next season, I, I don't think... I look at two teams and I think I can't possibly see an Everton finishing below a Luton or Sheffield United. I could be wrong because I thought that about Bournemouth course, last yeah. season. But it'll be it'll be the final third. Yeah, what players we yeah, bring in? Well, if I, we bring I, goals in, we've got a we've we've got a good yeah. chance of being being having that season. If we don't, we'll be squad depth will be massively less, less impactful this year because lots of those so-called lesser clubs mm. didn't have a huge amount of players off. Unless you Forest thing, you'd have 33 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the six weeks give everyone a break. You see, I mean. Forest were losing game after game. We're, we're almost punched. But they had most of their players around to but reset. They had, yeah. But they had six weeks to reset. Yeah. Wolves were getting battered every week. Yeah. Had six weeks, changed the manager, got to mm. grips with it, came back, won. Teams like that reset mm. halfway through. Villa reset Big with Emery. One. Don't Big forget, one. huge one and finished tremendously well. We we didn't do anything in the six weeks when we probably should have reset and really gathered our thoughts. So yeah, big big season. Villa had a new pre-season with a new manager and said, "Forget what's happened. It's start here and now." Mm-hmm. Evan Vikings says, uh, "I have a bad feeling Bill will continue with the club, and if he does, it'll be the worst thing all round. The unhappiness will still remain, as he's the biggest target of it. Anyone who's appointed will be questioned if they're Bill's people. It'll unsettle things on the fans and in the club. It adds more." process that doesn't need to be there and just continues the cloud of anger and suspicion. It needs to be a clean sweep. He shouldn't even have an honorary title, just get him out. Yeah. I think it, do, it, it does need a clean sweep because that would remove suspicion. Whether it's real or it isn't, whether Bill Ken Knight like, has influence or he doesn't have influence, whatever, 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 as long as he's still there, people will always the go... Is- yeah, sorry, mate, go on. No, I was going to say, people will always question it. Yeah, they? I said it before, the management's perception hmm. is... the easy. It's easier to, 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 to do than reality, yeah? yeah? And if the perception is bad, hmm. it's easy to fix, in theory, because if a lot of that badness, as you just said, is associated around a particular individual or group of individuals or so on then clearly you can change those individuals and the perception changes immediately. The reality will stay the same. In fact, the reality could get worse Mm. because none of us really know what goes on behind those doors and how much people do or don't rely. For all we know, Denise, for example, is going to be a massive loss. I mean, seriously massive loss because we don't know. Mm. I think we all have an opinion, yeah, Yeah. Um, and, and, and so on with the other roles for people who've gone. But perception, yeah, I think it would just be all uphill. It would, I just think, it, and it wouldn't be good for him either. No, it's not good. from a personal point of view. Don't do it to yourself. From that's an Everton right, yeah. point of view, I think that's the, the real. And the fans yeah. is get rid of any, get rid of any distraction, baggage. Get rid, rid of, of the baggage. Yeah. You've, you've had a chance to reset. It's done. It's already seventy-five percent done. Make it a hundred percent and go right. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And let's see where we go. Because what you'll do is you'll... I said this to you the other day. It's To me, it's just an easy win for him. It's for, mm. for Mishiri to go, right, I've made a clean sweep. 
yeah. right? It'll get the heat off him for a little bit. Obviously, people will then see how we move forward and we have to move forward. Follow it up with a couple of other easy wins, get some bleeding attack and plays in, please. And let's start looking the other way. And it'll remove that. And you know what? I think it'll remove. And again, you can argue all day. I think more and more people who used to argue for and against will be more for the four now. But it would remove a lot of that thing of he's to blame. Whether he is or he isn't is almost a rep. That's what I'm talking about. It's about perception. Just change it and go, we're we're fresh, we're clean, we're new. Boom, this is what we're doing. See, party pooper mode, Yeah, Mm. Uh, you know, based on what Farhad said in his interview with Jazz, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He said a lot of things, yeah. Well, I'm going to... I know, I know, I know, I'm joking. Because fans will naturally talk about getting players in and getting players out. Mm. The the process inside the football club, which I guess is a documented process, mm. is fundamentally it needs to be signed off by I don't the like chief that, exec. By the way, yeah. yeah, needs to be signed off by the chief exec. When it's signed off, that, that's the bit that implies it's the director of football. But I, I think he actually said the manager and the director of football, didn't he? Right. Mm. So let's forget the chief exec for a moment. So the director of football and the manager have to sign off. We want to buy Barry Cass. Mm. That goes to the chair. Mm. And if he or she is cool with it, it mm. then goes to the owner. See, why wouldn't they be cool with it? It can only be numbers, surely. Well, yeah, but you'd expect... Because you shouldn't to, be having any other input on it. They shouldn't be making requests to buy a player that they, sh- they should already know we can't afford. You see what I mean? Yeah. Why it's, a, it's but what, no, it's just, it's just yeah, It is dysfunctional because I would... You know, if I'm, if I'm head of the recruitment team and I say Victor Boniface is, is perfect, he's, he's 22, one. he's powerful, he'll get goals, he's not a huge amount of money if he gets the goals I think he's mm. going to get we're going to double our money on him we can sell whatever, him whatever. Profit, whatever he whatever. might score goals as well the numbers back that up potential is there we all agree the manager's happy with it why should Bill Kenneth or I don't know if it ever happened we'll do the roles why, so it's it to go to CEO right yeah why should she stop if, if they know sorry if they know the full picture about money she shouldn't have it or he whoever it is now shouldn't have any say in it if, if the recruitment and the manager are going, this is our man, as long as the figures work, they shouldn't have, no. That's Why right. does it then have to go to Bill Ken, right, or the, whoever the new chairman will be, for him to say no? And then if he says, yeah, go ahead then, why should it go to Farad Mashiri? So he bit, can say to Kia, hey, lads, have you got a, you know, you that image where the last Bella bit, Prose, the last one, bit you know? is where it gets stupid. Hmm? Because the, the own, because... The chair of the board signing off on a major piece of expenditure mm. is not exactly very different from how many businesses would operate. No, I get that. But, right. but, boom, boom. but if I'm the chair, right, mm. then I go, okay, then, what are we talking about in the board meeting today? We're going to buy this guy, Barry Cass. Mm. Right, okay. And where does that fit from a sporting perspective? Yeah. Sporting director. Right. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. As I've said, you've got all the stuff in your folder. Yeah. Fits the profile. This gonna do when we set the budget, we said we wanted to fulfil a role for a player mm. like this. This is the one. Yeah. The manager's on side. He won't be in the boardroom because he's not going to be on the board. But yeah. you can speak to him if need be. Yeah. He's bang on side. Oh, yeah, I'm the chair. Yeah, it, Sean had a word with me yesterday. Yeah. He wants this guy. Yeah. Right. Finance man, how's it fit? Bang on inside our budget. It's exactly what we wanted. It's X amount, salary, blah, 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 blah. Right, okay. Yeah, but that has to be able to be done almost on the phone. You don't mm. wait for a bloody board meeting. No, you know, especially I've done if someone gets things. off. I've done countless things where I suppose my group chief exec, which is like your chair, yeah. right? Yeah, and he said, "John, get it done. Paperwork will catch up. Paperwork will catch up." Yeah, yeah. But they just seem to have a very the way it was described. It it mm. just asks you, it tells you why people are in the building and then leave. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's so, so frustrating. So you know me. what I'm going to say now, don't no, you? No, no, decisive leadership. Where yeah. You can make decisions, yeah. but you do all the this does plan the dive thing. All the work's been done in the budget. I, I played something back to you that night that someone had sent me about Robert Ainsley. Yes, yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, and it was when he was at Cardiff, I think, and he was Everton wanted them, West Brom's Albion wanted them. He wanted to come. He was scoring a lot of goals for Cardiff. Mm. Everton liked the look of him. We needed, the, you know, Moyes, I think it was David Moyes, was like, yeah, we'll have him. He gets goals, we'll, you know, and all of that. 
I mean, as it happened, he didn't get huge goals for West Brom, but he got a hat-trick against Everton, so there you go. And he's driving up, and Everton couldn't make a decision. Oh, we just got to speak to him, and I've got to speak to him. He's in the car. They get up by West Brom, and his agents like these, like you, you know, and, you know, and all, should we go and have a chat with these? So they go there, and West Brom basically, they're in the car park, and we're going in now to speak to West Brom. Yeah, we'll get back to you. West Brom are like, I can sign it now for you, mate, and you're the West Brom player. Mm. Let me just have one more word with such and such a body. And Everton can't make a decision. And he signs for, for West Brom. And okay, listen, he wasn't Erlen Haaland, so it wasn't like Everton would have won the league with him. But that was just an example of something Nigel that happened Martin. 20 years. I was working at Everton with Nigel Martin, and he was walking around Goodison. They sent him over to Leeds. Bloody, and we sent him to, to Thingy first, to Park Foods. Oh, yeah, to see Which Johnson. essentially to, uh, uh, wasn't a football club. No, he was sent right. there and Cliff Finch said, oh, yeah, I believe Leeds. Well, he didn't even know, by the way. He said, I believe Leeds want to talk to you, so go and see them and then give us a ring. This is a goalkeeper who we end up getting 10 years later and is amazing for us. But was coming to Everton, would have been the best goalkeeper we'd had since Neville said he was. But he, but he would have been, at that time, at the age that he was, could have ch- he changed Everton, the face of Everton. We didn't, we didn't get him, so we let him go. So then we get Mark Schwartz, eh? remember him? He was a decent goalkeeper, he wasn't, wasn't Neville Salter, he was a decent goalie. We offer him a contract, he says, well, Middlesbrough have offered me this. It wasn't massively more than Everton. Mm. And Cliff Finch said to him, you should be wanting to crawl on broken glass to play for Everton Football Club. And he said, nice one, mate, I'm not an Evertonian, I'll go where the money is. And he went to Borough and he ended up having good games against mm. Everton for years and was Australia's goalie for years. That was happening 20 odd years ago. Yeah. It's still happening today. We've got a, we, you know, we've seen this in more recent times, haven't we? Where players are going, well, do you want me or don't? I remember being at Everton in 2005 when we finished fourth. Scott Parker wanted to come to Everton. Everton wanted them. Moyes wanted them. He was, you know, Charlton, the big, bright, young thing, really good. Everton needed that dynamic midfielder. Newcastle agreed a fee with Chelsea. That Everton had agreed with Chelsea. Newcastle offered them a little bit more money. And Everton couldn't decide whether to stretch. So much so that 15, 20 minutes before his press conference to sign for Newcastle, his agent was still saying, he'd still like still to wait. join Everton. Yeah, yeah. What is the answer? And we we couldn't get an answer of, of or a decision on whether to go the extra three or four grand a week for him. And he went to Newcastle and again, he was good for Newcastle, wasn't amazing, and he ends up going to Chelsea as well. He was, a, he was a, sorry, that Chelsea come to mm. could have come to Everton, gone to Newcastle. He ended up being a good player for Newcastle, would have been a really good player for Everton, mm. and we couldn't make that decision. A young player turned up at Finch Farm, and um, he was someone who would perhaps, in the moment, have crawled across, you know, broken bits of glass mm. to sign because mm. it was this massive club coming player, from yeah. where he was, yeah. and and it's on deadline day, and the player. Goes in, does what he's supposed to have done. Mm. Got told, classic, go to Everton, sort of thing, by mm. his club. He signed a piece of paper, didn't know what he was signing because he's a young kid. Yeah. He said, what happens now? He said, oh, well, we're busy. Um, let's go off somewhere and we'll give you a shout. Come mm. back at half ten. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he heard the story before. Um, and he went here, Hunts Cross, to the Asda. Okay. Because he didn't know where to go, didn't know the area or anything. Mm. Didn't know nothing. Mm. Sat in the other with a cup of tea, rang mm. his mum up. His mum's very excited because he's going to join Everton. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. says, well, I don't know. Comes back to Finch Farm, walks mm. through the door, blah, blah, blah. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, it's done, mate. We've done it. Yeah. Go home. Oh, no, we'll find a hotel for you because we want you to train tomorrow. Well, I've got no kit. Oh, go home, get your kit and mm. come back. Just what he did. He went home, got home at stupid o'clock, you know, had a little bit of sleep, Jumps in his car, comes back again, first day of training, right? Mm. Weekend, he completed a treble this season for Manchester City. John Stones. Oh, John Stones. Mm. Now, that's just a player. Mm. But what happens if that deal hadn't happened? Well, he was at Wigan. Was the real thing? Yeah. He was about to sign. Yeah, he said, we no him. To, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Well, there was a player. Then we treated him that way. You might have gone sod this. I'll go to Wigan. Well, there was a <laughs> there was a player who's just won the treble at the weekend. He yeah. would have made a big difference. Yeah. And we wouldn't. We couldn't decide whether to pay a million quid for him. Oh, at 16. Harland, yeah. 
So there you go. And that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Ultimately, well, well, I, I think if you speak to everyone who was there that they, day, it was they like, wanted it happen. There was no way you should have let him walk out. It was yeah. he was a freak at then. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about that. It's all. So Mr. Charlatan says, what about the Muller deal? Ah, but the Muller deal, there was two issues with the Muller deal. One, he turned up with a red bleeding blazer on. So therefore, <laughs> he should have never have been considered. And two, he thought he was getting 20 grand a week tax free. <laughs> and he wasn't. And Ravenelli was another one. Ravenelli yeah. come, I was there that day, he turned so up with his 40 bodyguards and bounced in and Everton agreed the deal, the fee and the wages. And he so was like, sorted. oh yeah, tax free. You've been playing for Middlesbrough, you know it isn't tax free. For that, and he ended up going to Derby County, didn't he? And he said himself he should have gone to Everton. But there you go. But it's it is maybe it is culture, but we have to move forward. We have to move forward, and hopefully, mm. hopefully we we cut that decision making process right down so that if the football people agree and we're happy financially, we sign off and it's done quickly so That's we can I mean. get these people. It's all the, the work is done in. A- in a, in a head, you know what I mean? Mm. If these criteria are satisfied, yeah. right, job done. Yeah. You know, my bosses, I used to sit down with them and agree exactly what, what I could and couldn't do around a negotiating table. Yeah. I never had to go back. No. I could go back and say, by the way, the deal's better than you signed off on. Oh, absolutely, but yeah. I couldn't go back and say it was worse. Mm. And that, that means when you're negotiating, you negotiate from a position of strength because you just use a key phrase, which is great, negotiate. Mm. I can do this deal right now. Mm. Can you? Yeah. I can. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get it done. And if you have to go back to speak to your bosses, I've got the upper hand. Time kills deals. Like last couple, Everton Viking says, by the way, when it's both Baz and John on the shows, you tend to be my favourite host as a pair. No offence <laughs> to anyone else. Love all the crew, but please, more Baz and John. Thank you very much, Mr. Viking. Um, Ned says thank you. Yeah, well. yeah. Tom Long. Hello, Tom. Hope you're well. I haven't spoken to you for hello, a while. Tom. Says, uh, hello, lads. Opium well. Two questions. If Ken Wright remains, but with the guarantee of him leaving over the following season, does the fan base accept? I don't think the I think some would, but I think a lot would feel like would this would what would be said, he'll never leave. Mm. And it's a train set and all that. So I think it for everyone it's better if you just do it now and just go build off your pop. Whether it be whether it be more universally accepted if they said he leaves on September the 1st or he leaves on August the 1st whether people will go okay then he's leaving in six weeks well I don't know I don't know why you would do that I think people might accept that more but I don't know why you would do that the, the only thing I can think of right mm. now would you respect to anyone who is or isn't involved yeah where if we find out today he's gone Mm. Right, yeah. and it is a clean break, and I think the best thing for him personally, Absolutely. if there's going to be a break, it needs to be, a, be clean a clean one. one. Yeah, definitely. Um, is that he for many a long year, whether people think it's right or wrong, has had all the relationships with agents and mm. other clubs and so on, mm. and we won't have that. Yeah. Thelwell hasn't got it, and we still the club he could still advise, couldn't he? For now, uh, yeah. Well, listen, if he, he's got to go sometime, so we'll have to create those new that's what things I mean. anyway. That's just so, the we'll, so to me, I would say, well, if I was arguing that, I go, well, it won't matter because we'll have to do it anyway. So that's your succession plan. Yeah. Make the clean, let make the clean. We cut. would have had a guy ideally to step into those shoes, but he's buggered off to Man United. So exactly, and add all the things. Yeah, and United will be better for it. And secondly, for Tom says for the, from the squad rebuild video, is it a positive or negative? Oh, is this the shape in the squad? If you want to come in and do a squad rebuild video, Tom, with me. You come in and do it. Um, Tom does scouting and everything. He's, yeah. So when are you coming in? Um, do it. Do it. Is it a positive or negative? Another manager heavily involved in player recruitment with majority only seeing Dyke in his style, a short-term fix. I, you know what? That is for a longer answer, Tom. I get your point. I don't know is the answer to that. I, I get it. You look and you say... I can't see him being here for in 12 months or in eight months or seven months because of the way it's gone. Yeah, yeah. So why should we let him pick? The, the reality of it is we shouldn't be letting a pick player, should we? We the, the way the model, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the way the model should work is the director of football picks players who can fit a squad and he has them so they're almost versatile enough to play in, in a Sean Dyke's way but also in other ways, and I get it's difficult, but if you get nat- if you, sorry, if you just get basic abilities, f- speed, power, mobility, 
Dyke should be able to shape them surely. And then if the manager doesn't survive, you aren't throwing them out. It's not like having Pep Guardiola and getting all technical footballers and then you sack him and put Sean Dyke in and, and you've got lit, not that Guardiola has these, but bear with me for the purpose of the answer. They're all my size and they're technical, but they're not quick and athletic. And then the next minute Ned comes in and he wants six foot five lads that can just run all day and then all of a sudden we're going, well, we've got a team of little players and no way of using them. The, the director of football, in theory, should 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 protect against that. Everton haven't done it that it, way, so I, I couldn't really answer it. It's just security, and, and that's why it was like, when people always said last season, you think Dyke was going to end the season, I always thought, well, I don't know because of the shape. Really, when in January, we were looking at Dyke and Bielsa, it was like two completely different managers, so if we finish the season with Deitch mm. and then carry on, do you start bringing in players to facilitate him um, because he's the manager now, you've picked him and you want to stick with him long term? Mm. Is that the philosophy you want to implement in the club so that if Deitch does eventually leave, you can bring someone in who can use the same type of plays, who can play in the same style of play, same formation? Yeah. Or Listen, do you yeah. implement your philosophy, bring in players and say, Deitch, this is what we're doing. You're gonna have to, if you want to stay in the job, you want to stay, stay here, this is what we're doing. Um and if he can't do it, then you move him out and get someone who can. If you if you bring all these players to fit Deitch, but you want a different type of philosophy, and you sack Deitch and then go and get a Bielsa, you're going to end up with Deitch players with a completely different manager. And that's the consistency now, that's, which has been so poor over the past few years, mm. where like uh, Carlo has left and Benitez has came in, and it's like, I don't want you, Hammers Rodriguez. That's what we need to so- That needs to be solved, so... Okay, right, we are going now. We've got uh, some other stuff to do as well, but hit the like button on the way out. Thank you very much. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. It really helps us. We really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who has joined us. Uh, we'll be back at five o'clock. It is the phone in. See you in a few hours. Yeah. The, uh, the club call live at five o'clock. If you're a premier member, you'll be able yet. to get in touch with us and give us your opinion. We're expecting some sort of announcement, so we'll be back mm. at five. Take it easy. Have a great afternoon. Oh, Cam said he'll be in next week. Good. Be good to see you, Good Cam. one, Cam. Take it easy. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. See you later. Bye.